Hey, absolutely fantastic to see you once again. Hey, thank you so much for joining us for Church Online. It is absolutely brilliant to have you with us. Hey, uh, I'm really looking forward to level uh, two, level 2.5, wherever it works out, and be able to actually hang out again. But hey, it's all good. Uh, at the moment, we're doing this just little short series on uh, the great turnaround, uh, that God has this absolutely incredible ability to turn things around, to make all things new. And he turns up just at the right time and has the ability to do that. And I've been looking at these little scriptures, these little but God scriptures. There's right throughout the Bible, these these little scriptures that say, hey, this, this was going on, but God, God turns up in those moments and actually Pastor Phil Pringle he wrote this brilliant little book on but God and he pulled out a whole bunch of those scriptures and uh, to actually be honest I wish I'd purchased the book it would have probably be much easier to do this series right now but hey it's all good today uh, we're talking about Joseph and we're looking at the life, life of Joseph and there are three little scriptures when I was looking through this there's three uh, just small scriptures which include that phrase but God around the life of Joseph. Hey, and hey, thank you, Nicole, hey, for sharing the story of Joseph so brilliantly. Love the little characters. Hey, doing a fantastic job. Appreciate that. But we've got this life of Joseph, and there's these three scriptures. And I want to just give you three scriptures and uh, three points around this, uh, the great turn around. So the first one is that God has placed me here. And it comes out of the scripture in Genesis chapter 45, verse 8. And it just, it's uh, Joseph and he's speaking to his brothers. And as we know, his brothers had sold him into slavery. But a bunch of years later, they turn up to purchase grain in the land of Egypt. And um, Joseph, he's risen to be the number two in the kingdom under Pharaoh. And, and he's distributing the, the grain at that time. And he reveals himself to his brothers of who he actually is. And he says this, so it was not you who sent me here. But God, he has made me a father to Pharaoh and lord of all his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. And he's saying, hey, look, God has put me here. God has placed me here. God has positioned me in this place. It was him who did that. And, and you know, I know that you guys sold me into slavery, but God was behind this. God has this brilliant way of turning things around. And I think it must have been a conscious decision for him to go to that place and decide that God was behind it, to work that out. Because otherwise, I think, you know, it would have been so easy for him to go to a victim mentality, to blame his brothers and to be angry and upset about everything that he went through and everything that happened. See, I think often that when, when we hit hard times, when we get a little bit stuck, when things aren't kind of working out exactly how, you know, the big dream or what we thought was going to happen. When we think how that's working out, we can blame others for our circumstances. We can blame other people for how we've ended up, and we can take on a victim mentality. We become a victim of the circumstances and very easily develop a negative view of life. But what I love about Joseph is that each time he found himself in these difficult situations, each time he found himself in this position, he made this decision that he was going to do good. You know, when he finds himself in uh, Potiphar's house, you know, he serves Potiphar and, and does a brilliant job and he rises to the top. When he finds himself in the prison, once again he serves and God blesses him and again he rises to the top. 
when he serves in uh, Pharaoh's in the in the palace, he serves and God he he rises in that situation. God's hand is upon them. See, we can make a decision to uh, sulk in the corner. Just, you know, it's all too hard. This is rubbish. And, you know, what's going on? You know, and even in, in the lockdown at the moment, we can go to that place very easily. I can go to that place very easy. Well, let's be honest. I've, you know, I've had some grumpy days. I mean, going, oh, you know, what's going on? And, you know, we can start to blame different people for different situ situations. And, you know, blame the government, blame the, the people who are crossing the border or blame all the different things and get, get agitated around the whole thing. Or we can just calm down and say, hey, but God, God's in control. He's, he's got this, and it's all good. Uh, over lockdown, I've had a bit extra time, so I've been reading this book, uh, this uh, ridiculously large book by Bryce Courtney called uh, Brother Fish, and we're kind of tracking my way through it. It's almost finished, which is good, but it, it's a story of um, a couple of guys. There's this Australian guy, and then there's... Um, African-American guy, and they find themselves in the middle of the Korean War. They find themselves in a, in a uh, Korean prisoner of war camp. And it is like the, the most dire of circumstances. That They've both been wounded, they've both been shot, and they, they find themselves you know, in, this, in this cave. And malnutrition, disease, dysentery, it's, it's, it's a shocking story. And, uh, and they're there, but they, they come together, and they... They begin to talk to each other and they make a decision and they form this little pact and they call it a Goya or it's, it's Operation Get Off Your Ass. So Operation Get Off Your Ass is like despite the circumstances, we're going to make a difference. And they begin to work with the other prisoners in there and begin to clean them up and just, you know, look after them, bandage their wounds. They begin to say, OK, you know, they've, they've both been shot in the leg and they can't walk. And they say, no, we're going to stand up and walk. We're going to get out of here. And as you read through the story, and I'm going to tell you the full story because uh, I haven't finished it yet. But they, they, they find themselves and they get through the situation. And I think we need a little bit of operation get off your ass sometimes and not get under the circumstances. You know, you know, sometimes when you ask people, hey, hey how are you doing? They go, yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all good under the circumstances. And kind of my question is, is, you know, what are we doing under the circumstances? You know, we've got to get on top of the circumstances. We need to be over the circumstances. You know, that we're, we're more than conquerors in Christ. That God is upon us. We have that strength and that ability to get through. But we have to make a decision. And say, hey, you know, here I am. God has placed me here. What am I going to do about it? How am I going to operate in this season? How, how am I going to work this thing together? See, when we say that God has placed me here, we place him in sovereignty. We say, hey, God, you're in charge. God, you're over this thing. God, you've got this. And we need a little bit of that attitude, a little bit of that shift to get us through at times. Not sitting around and waiting until, you know, everything becomes perfect and waiting for everything just to work out. You know, God has placed you. God has placed you there. Where has God placed you right now? Maybe that's in Auckland. Say, hey, thank you, God. I'm living in Auckland right now. Maybe God has placed you, you know, in your family or, or in the bubble with those who are around you at the moment. You know, you can go, oh man, how come I'm stuck with these people? Or you say, no, God has placed me here and I'm going to do good. Maybe in your job, in your work situation, what you're doing, maybe at uni 
or wherever you are, that, hey, God has placed me here. He's positioned me. Maybe in the church which God has placed you in. Say, like, come on, God sent me to this place for a reason. He's placed me here so that I might do good. And once we make that decision, see, otherwise we're always thinking, you know, when I get out there or when I can do this or at another time. No, it's, it's right here, right now. God has placed me here to do good, to make a difference. When we get that spirit upon us, I tell you, things become to shift. See, Joseph worked it out. He said, you know, God has placed me here. God worked this out for me. The second scripture which I want to talk to you about is God is working for your good. Again, in Genesis chapter 50 and verse 20, this is uh, what Joseph said again. And again, he's, he's talking to his brothers and he's speaking to them. And he says, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done. The saving of many lives. And again, he's saying, hey, God is working this together for good. God is on this. And, and, and he's speaking to brothers. You know, you guys intended to harm me. You guys sold me out. You guys sold me into slavery. You guys suck. You know, this, this was bad. Hey, but God. See, God came through. He intended it for good. Why? So that many might be saved. And, you know, when we read through the story, because Joseph finds himself in Egypt and finds himself in this position of authority under Pharaoh and distributing the food. He saves the nation of Israel. He makes a way for them. For those patriarchs of faith, they, they come through because of where Joseph finds himself, because that sold him to slavery those many years before. God intended it for good. I love what Claudia said the other week with, with Church Online. She said, if it's not good, God hasn't finished yet. If it's not good, God hasn't finished yet. See, he's still working it out. He's still on the throne. He's still working it through. And when, when I looked at it for, for Joseph, you know, it was like 13 years from the time that he was sold into slavery to the time that he is, you know, finds himself back in the palace where he finds that dream of his fulfilled 13 years. You know, that's a, that's, that's a long time. And there's a lot, of, a lot of ups and downs in that time that he goes through. But in one day, just one day, the great turnaround, it turns around everything for him. He goes from the prison to the palace. And I love what uh, Mark Kelsey says, that God takes a long time to move suddenly. And I love the suddenness of God when suddenly everything turns around the goodness of God is for good see God is he's less interested in your personal comfort than he is in the saving of many he is much more interested in bringing salvation and bringing his purposes to pass see what Joseph said here is, is God intended it for good to accomplish the saving of many lives God works he goes before us he makes a way Last scripture, uh, point number three, remember that God is with you. And uh, this little verse is in Acts chapter 7 verse 8, and it says this, and the patriarchs, and, and when we're talking about the patriarchs in this position, we're talking about uh, Joseph's brothers, and it says, and the patriarchs, jealous of Joseph, sold him into Egypt, but God was with him. See, wherever Joseph found himself, 
he found that God was actually with him. But God. See, God is with you. He promised you, you that he will never leave you or abandon you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Not, that, that, that nothing can separate you from the absolute love of God. And I think sometimes, you know, we think that God has abandoned us, that he, he's gone on holiday, that he's disappeared, he's, he's checked out. You know, maybe he's crossed the border. Um, maybe he's, you know, jumped the border, skipped the border, made his way down to Wanaka and out of here. And sometimes we can feel like that. We think, oh, where are you? What is, what is going on? Have you, have you abandoned me? I'm, I'm sure that Joseph, uh, he would have felt that at different stages through his journey. He's going, oh, God, where are you? How come I've ended up in this situation? What is going on? But can I assure you that God hasn't abandoned you, that he's there, that he loves you, and he's for you. He's a good God who loves you so much. He was with Joseph, and he'll be with you as well. So yeah, in the conclusion here, hey, can I encourage you, you know, don't forget the God factor. And whatever you're going through, don't forget that God is with you. You know, when we have that understanding, when we have that belief that God is with us, that he surrounds us, that he goes before us, you know, we can make a choice. We can go to anger, we can go to anxiety, we can go to fear, or we can say, hey, no, it's calm, it's good. God's with me, he's still on the throne. And that we could reposition ourselves into God's hand and just place ourselves into that place. Just say, hey, God is with me. He's placed me here. It's for a reason. I'm going to choose to do good in this place. And I choose to serve him with my heart, my soul, my strength. When we position ourselves in that place, that things begin to flow and the goodness of God surrounds us. Hey, let me just pray for you as we finish this morning. Dear Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you're a great God. Lord, that you love us so much. Lord, that your hand is absolutely upon us. Lord, you placed us in the right place, Lord, at the right time. Lord, I pray, Lord, that just, Lord, that your strength, Lord, that people who are going through different circumstances at the moment, or maybe even feel abandoned at the moment. Lord, I just pray, Lord, right now, Lord, that your presence and your power, Lord, would come into the room. Lord, that you'd settle upon them, Lord, and then they would know, Lord, your hand upon them. Lord, we speak, Lord, life. Lord, we speak faith. Lord, we speak your goodness. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hey, thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks for hanging out. Honestly, I'm really looking forward to being able to do church together. Um, to see you again is going to be absolutely awesome. But hang in there, folks. It's all good. God's with you. He loves you so much. See ya.